Hi, and welcome to Christ Central Church Stories. This is our fourth episode. I am not Joe Crummy, who is your usual host. My name is Hazel Sturgeoner, and Joe has kindly given me this opportunity to interview our next guest, Gemma Booth. Welcome. Hi, welcome. To start off, I'd like to play a little game of Would You Rather. <laughs> okay, just a few little questions. <laughs> Living in Canada, this is a good question to ask. Would you rather be too hot or too cold? <laughs> we have the extremes. <laughs> that is a good question. I think I would be ooh, too hot and then have a pool to pull mm. off in. I'm not sure that's an option, but okay. <laughs> would you rather have chocolate or ice cream? Or, uh, well, being a Brit, I would definitely choose Cadbury's chocolate every ooh. time. Would you rather have a Northern Irish accent or a Scottish accent? <laughs> <laughs> well, given that you're married to Ollie... <laughs> No pressure. I feel like the correct answer is Northern Irish. Good answer. Okay, this is the question from my son Finn, who you know so well. Would you rather have a cat or a dog? Again, knowing Finn, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like the correct answer should be a cat. There but you go. I do have a love for dogs. Of course. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Gemma. <laughs> so you have been a great friend to us as a family. Four years. Four years. We've known you, which is incredible. Yeah. But you've also been such a blessing to our wider church family. And we'll hear more about that soon. But can you first of all tell us about growing up and kind of how you became a Christian? Yeah. So I was brought up in a Christian family, not just like immediate family, but very much extended family. Um, parents, grandparents, aunts and uncles. Um, so going to church was very much just part of life, I guess. But I guess for me, I kind of made my own personal decision the first time when I was six we went to Stoney Bible Camp um, which was a big family Bible camp and lots of different kids work uh, activities for us to go to and I think it was in Sunshine Sixes that I remember the first time making that decision to follow Jesus for myself but I know that like for lots of kids that kind of happens repeatedly yes at lots of different yeah. stages um, so I know that that probably happened again, probably when I was seven, Same maybe when prayer. I was eight. Yeah. Same prayer, yeah. Um, so that was kind of the first time. And then um, I joined the kids club team when I was 12. Mm -hmm. And that played a really significant part in my uh, relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And the team around me uh, helped disciple me. And I wasn't just serving on the team. I was learning things mm -hmm. about what it is to have a relationship with God. Yes in the teaching times at Kids Club, but also in walking alongside other Christians yes. as well. Amazing. And so you were part of the team leading it. You were never actually part yeah. of Kids Club. When Kids Club started, I was like a year or two too old uh, to actually attend yes. Kids Club. So I did the next best thing Amazing. and joined the team. So going to Kids so being a helper and learning and actually gaining from the teaching and all yeah. of that, which is just I started amazing. out doing, you know, lots of the little roles like cleaning up after games yeah. and yeah. just being around on the team and, serving. Um, and yeah. serving and hearing the teaching and hearing what was going on. Amazing. Was there like moments, um, you know, growing up, obviously entering teenage years and that kind of stuff, like did you, was there some struggles in your faith or just in general life that you can kind of think about? Um, yeah, I think generally a lot of people probably find the teenage years fairly difficult. Yes. I think for me, because I was in, so involved in Kids Club, that was like what I did every Saturday. Wow. And so I didn't really 
do the whole school thing in the same way as a lot of my friends did. Right. A lot of my friends were the kids club team, and so where a lot of my school friends were kind of being pulled into like the sports and mm-hmm. the different activities that way, my priority was kids club. Yeah. Um, and actually looking back, I'm really grateful for that because I think that kind of kept me in a really good mm-hmm. direction. Yeah. Um, I know lots of my other friends that kind of did get pulled in another direction, mm-hmm. which can be really hard. Um, does that mean that I didn't have any difficulties? No. <laughs> um, but that was a really good grounding point mm-hmm. and having people around me that surrounded me and were able to input into my life. Yeah like was so important mm-hmm. to me and I think has really shaped how I view young people mm-hmm. now and how I want to input into their lives because I know what an impact it had on my life yes. at that age. Amazing. Like we've been learning about in our women's Bible study about the importance of community, isn't it? And how we, yeah. to be there for one another and, and how we need that from such a young age, isn't it? You know, and it's not just kids being with kids, you no. know, the importance of adults and kids, kind of that mixing and yeah, you're a and great example of that. You know, I had so many people that were kind of just a bit older than me that mm. were almost like big sisters. I'm, yeah. an, I'm the first, I'm the oldest child, right. so I didn't have any older siblings. Yeah. But I had so many people that were older sisters mm. to me who were so invaluable right. in, you know, those teenage years in yes. particular. And we'll see how that's kind of come into life yeah. with this, <laughs> your new season in, that you're with here in Canada. Um, so you've been involved in Kids Club, and then when you, what was your job? Like, what did you start moving into? So after I finished university, I got a job as a TA or an EA, um, and I worked in the same school for seven years, mm-hmm. um, and I loved my job there. I, it was tricky to begin with in the first couple of years, but yeah. then I really settled into that school. It was a very multicultural mm-hmm. school. Um, which is, I just remind, remember that, because this okay. is a very interesting point, isn't it? How um, God has paved the way. Yes. Yeah. So the majority of children had English as their second language. Um, and I loved being in the classroom and working with the kids. Um, kids Club eventually stopped. And so it was nice that I still had that input of being involved in kids' lives mm. um, in a very different kind of way. Yeah. Um, and so I worked in that school for seven years and loved being there um, and then also at the same time as that I ran the kids work for the devoted event right. um, which is a Christ central event yeah. and I ran going bananas for the 8 to 11 year olds as well. It's like a big summer camp and so it's kind of yeah. like a full on At the end of August yeah. it's a very full on yes. weekend. <laughs> um, and how many children were in In 8 group? to 11? Yeah. Between 120 and 140. So it was Amazing. a big age group. Yes. Um, and I did that for eight years. And it was after that weekend that I first met Joe. Right. So, pause. Pause. Yep. <laughs> so, Gemma's been in Sheffield, yep. working happily, great church, yep. family, friends, life is good. Yep. And then you, at the end of this Bible week, you meet Joe, yep. who has very much strong connections with the church in Sheffield and that kind of, and yeah, Jeremy Simpkins was, and all that. Yeah, yeah. Joe came to visit uh, the Sheffield church mm-hmm. from here in Fredericton and he was talking about um, the plan for the 12 Atlantic uh, Speaking towns, in the cities. main meeting. Uh, no, this is back in the church in Sheffield. Oh, he was in, okay. After Devoted. Right. And then um, he had a map of Atlantic Canada up on the, 
on the screen. And I was like, huh, this is really exciting. And I, and I didn't really know why at first I was excited, but, but then I remembered when I was um, 15 or so, I was at New Day and someone came and prayed with me and gave me a prophetic word about going to the nations and leading the hands of little children. Mm. And this prophetic word came back to me and I was like, oh, Canada is a nation. And I think at the time when I heard that, in my head I was like, oh, the nation's Africa and an orphanage and that kind of teenage mindset. Mm. But I was like, Canada's a nation. And there was something that was just beginning to stir. Wow. And I went over to speak to Joe just to say hello. And he was like, yes, yes, you can come. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> In a very Joe Crummy yes. type of way. Yes. Um, um, sorry, going back to the word that you felt that you had when you were 15, was that someone gave that to you or you just felt God speaking that to you? No, someone came and prayed for me. Um, wow. It was a response time in an evening meeting. Yeah. And someone, she was actually one of the main speakers from the New Day event. Mm -hmm. And she came over and prayed with me. So she didn't know me at all. Um, I only knew her from the main stage. Um, and she came and brought this to me. And I've since um, been in touch with her over the years and wow. told her I've moved to Canada. Yes. And, and so in that moment, it was just kind of a tucked it in your heart and was a yes to God. Yeah. Whatever that a, means. Is this is this part of what you spoke to me wow. all those years ago? Yeah. And and then the the door started to open and we. So Joe says yes. So Joe says yes. <laughs> and then Mark joins the conversation and he says no. Um, <laughs> Keep Maysbring Bank free. I'd like you to bring a team out to Canada to right, do Kids Club. Right. Um, so that's when the plan started. And so you came to visit yep, in 2014. So Mark and Debbie came, were here for their first six months. And then a group from Sheffield came to do like a Kids Club yep. week long, was it? It was just a weekend. A weekend. It was a very short trip. And um, <laughs> amazing. Like a group of just volunteers yep. paying their own way to come, yep. wanting just to bless the church that Mark and Debbie had come to visit. Yeah. That so we came, there was 13 of us. Yeah. We came over and did Kids Club for the weekend. And again, I was here and I was the one that had to leave first because I was working in school. And so I had to go back because it was school term time. And I remember the last Sunday before I flew back on the Monday, the preaching in the morning was about the nations. And I was like, oh, Canada's a nation. And as I was packing my bag that evening, I just like was like brought to tears and I mm. didn't really know why and I didn't really know what was going on. And then as I took off on that plane on the Monday, as I flew over St. John River, again just started crying on the plane, which when you're flying by yourself is pretty <laughs> embarrassing. Um, and it was just God starting wow. to plant something that there was yes. more in Fredericton. Yes. Um, so this was 2014. 14. So you go home, go, go back home. to your job. Yeah. Um, I chatted with the leaders back in Sheffield about some of the things that I was feeling. I came back on a few more trips just as vacations. You made some friends and it yeah. was just a, yeah. Came to stay with Jodie a few times, just spent some time here, mm -hmm. uh, getting to know some people. I remember meeting you. Yeah. And I was just like, that's interesting. Just coming for a visit. Yeah. <laughs> I did a few visits. Yeah. <laughs> She's here um, again. I kind of felt... I couldn't just come here and start Kids Club by myself. Right. It had to be something that the church mm -hmm. wanted to do. Um, 
And so after a few visits, nothing kind of was seeming to be opened. And on my last visit in Easter 2016, um, I actually set up an interview with someone from MCAF. Hmm. And I was like, well, maybe if I got a job mm -hmm. here and I was living here, the right. church might be more inclined to be like, oh, there's someone here and we could start a kids club now. We've got someone to do it. Yeah. Um, so I left that visit um, going to send my resume to this lady. But when I got back to the UK, I kind of just felt God reminding me of the story of Abraham and Sarah mm. and how God had promised them a child. But then they kind of went about their own way to make that yes. happen. Yeah. And I was like, if I feel like God is calling me here, yeah. I don't need to make my own way wow. to make that happen. Mm -hmm. And I felt like me getting myself my own job to be here mm. was a bit like making my own way here. It's very wise. And so I decided I won't make any more trips back. That was going to be it. I'd done my trips. And if God wanted me in Canada, yeah. he would make a way. Mm. Um, so that was Easter 2016. Okay. So you'd kind of laid it down yeah. and just like... And left it to God. Yeah. Um, and then a couple of months later, Mark emailed and said, we'd like to start a church, um, not church, we'd like to start a kids club. Would you be interested in moving here? Wow. To do that. And, and I was like, okay. Your heart said yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I've been waiting. There wasn't really much decision. Yes. It was like, yes, I'll do it. Okay. And so this was now, what month was this? This was like September okay. of 2016. Okay. So then you start. The so then you start the process of right. applying for a visa. Yes, which is not <laughs> easy. It's not easy. No. No. Um, so the visa that I was applying for was a young person's working holiday visa, okay. which means you can live and work and travel on this visa. Mm -hmm. um, so I applied into the pool, and then you have to wait to be selected from the pool to then apply into the visa. Okay. So I applied. And I waited, and I waited, and I waited some more. <laughs> and no, hoping that you would start the next September. Like you wanted they actually wanted to start in the Easter. Okay. But that um, wasn't, like, nothing was moving. So in September I applied. Yeah. Easter came around. Still no selection. And work-wise, had you kind of suggested to work you might be leaving? And I kind of told them that yeah. was the plan. Um, they were amazing at being really accommodating yeah. and just said, well keep us updated. Um, so I'd waited 17 weeks and heard nothing. Yes. And it got to the point where like my faith levels mm -hmm. were starting to dip and there was lots of rants and there was lots of frustration yeah. and there was lots of conversations with God <laughs> about, but I thought you'd open this yes. door and why is this not happening? Yeah. And, but we kept praying yes. and we kept praying and we kept praying and the numbers of visas, so there are a certain number of visas in the pool yes. and that number kept dropping, dropping and dropping and the number of people applying for the pool kept rising and rising and rising and it got down to the last five mm -hmm. visas and there was over 6,000 people wow. in and, that and, pool. And at this moment, like I just from a personal, I know that when you're kind of thinking of moving on, your roots kind of start loosening, don't they? And you're yeah. kind of like already in that next place emotionally. Yeah. And, you know, so I guess you're thinking, 
am I staying here? And, and it's, that's not a bad thing, but I just don't kind of feel, yeah. So you're kind of in this limbo, aren't you? Of like, where am I going to be? And so it got to the point where I kind of had to make a decision also because of school, like in yes. terms of my job, but yes. also like if I don't get this visa, yeah. what am I going to do? Right. Kids Club was going to go ahead with or without Well, me. I remember praying about it here, like we have to get this visa. <laughs> so it kind of got to the point where I had to make a decision and there was lots of suggestions of, well, why don't you just come out here on a visitor visa for right. six months and at least then you'll be here, you can start Kids Club and then we'll just see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it just kind of felt like you're trying to make a way right. that's not the way I have for you. Yes. And that was a really tough decision. Um, I remember having to say to Mark and Debbie, I'm not going to take that road. I'm yes. not going to take that visitor visa. Yeah. I'm going to wait it out for my visa. Um, and so I, I actually kind of said to them, I'm not going to be mm. coming, um, which was really hard. Yes. Like, this is a thing that I've been waiting for. This is right. a thing I've been praying for. Yes. Yeah. Doors seem to be open. And so I had to make the decision and be like, maybe this is just not the right time. And so I told them I wasn't coming. I told work I'd be staying. Um, so they put me back into a classroom. Oh, unpack your boxes. <laughs> yeah. And again, like, you start to uproot everything. Yes. And then I kind of had to, oh, maybe I'm staying right. again. So then you start to resettle yes. again. So it was a bit of a roller coaster. Um, but then eventually after making that decision <laughs> the visa then did come through wow. and so like email was it like it was an email <laughs> I got an email to say um, you have a message in your account and I was like it's one of two things yes it's either the pool is now closed mm-hmm. there are no more visas or you've been selected and it was I've been selected amazing and this was August end of this was, oh goodness, I should have checked the timeline again. No, that's, but it was kind of, it was close. close. It was yeah. really quick. And they said it would be an eight week processing time okay. of like having to get all your documents through right. and processed. Yes. I submitted my documents on the Friday and it was all processed and completed and accepted by the Monday. <laughs> Which, having gone through the visa process, <laughs> you literally feel like you submit it and it sits on someone's desk for yeah. like, goodness knows how long. So, but. God was very much yeah. Forty eight hours later, yes. I had everything. I was good to go. Wow! And I came here. I arrived on the Wednesday night. I went visiting on the Thursday, oh and we gosh. started Kids Club on the Saturday. Wow! <laughs> Whirlwind. Whirlwind. Yeah. Um, like that visa story is just incredible, and I know that for you, that was a huge yeah faith building kind of thing in your life isn't it that you've yeah. gone referred back to many times because, so many times yeah yeah and how god does that kind of thing yeah do you know what i mean like if this is you god and then it, it happens you know and you kind of think yeah. you know he's in that you know and that's kind of how he puts us through these things yeah do you know in a way to like build us up isn't it and, oh at and the time see, i was like what are you trying to teach yeah. me what am i what am i going to yes. need to learn from this right but in those early weeks when I was here and it was really hard and yes. I was missing home yes. and what am I doing here? Yeah. I could look back on that story and be like, well, no, mm-hmm. like, it's clear. Like, yeah. that visa was mine and God gave me that for yes. a reason. And Whereas so, if it had just come easily, right. you'd have been like, well, does oh. this just happen for everybody? And yeah. yeah. But I knew with so much certainty that that visa was mine and I was here for yes. a reason. So you're in Fredericton. Yep. Start Kids Club. Yep. 
how was that like that kind of transition and um gosh it feels so long ago mm -hmm. now I think the things I thought I was expecting to be difficult weren't as difficult right and the things there were things I never expected to be difficult that were difficult yeah um again I don't know how people do this without a church family right. like yeah I was so blessed and so thankful and still am that I was living with a church family yes and initially that was just going to be while I first settled in right four years later yeah. I was still living with them <laughs> you even moved house with them <laughs> I moved house with them they took me with them yeah. um which has just been amazing yeah like to go through such a big change mm -hmm. but to have a family around you yeah um, especially when you move here by yourself mm. and you don't have anyone else going through yes. that with you. Yeah. You know, there are lots of people in this church who have made that move. Yeah. Um, and so that's also really nice to mm. have and you can talk with them, but mm -hmm. to live with a family yeah. who have also done that move yep. um, with an amazing support, mm -hmm. which, you know, I'm just so thankful that God lined that up all yeah. up as well. Um, but yeah, it was amazing to be here and doing Kids Club after yeah. all that time of Feeling that's what God wanted, um, and Kids Club kind of just it, like hit the ground running, really, yeah. and just the numbers kept building. And yeah. do you know we've gone through floods, building <laughs> changes, <laughs> just like everything has been thrown at it. Yeah, and yet it's established and yeah, amazing in. team. Yeah, the team have been amazing. Yeah. We've, we've seen a really good, solid core team established, mm -hmm. and people that have stayed with us for years. Yeah, and people that have served on shorter times when yes. you know things have changed in their lives which has been amazing yeah one of my biggest things about the team is having teenagers on the team right because I was a teenager yes. on the team yeah and if I hadn't had the opportunity I wouldn't be here now amazing. doing what I'm doing yeah and so I very much wanted to have yeah. youth as part of the team because I think they're a really vital role yes um, and so we've had from the very beginning several teenagers yeah on the team and we've seen them grow massively really have yeah on the team I know you're right um, and and for a young child like a seven eight-year-old to look up and see like a 15 year old yeah you know no offense but <laughs> we might not be as cool as exactly <laughs> 15 years like that's just wonderful isn't it that they yeah. see these great um being just great examples of, yeah. of you know being part of a church and and it's you know, to love they've got Jesus a role that we can't do. No, like, that's right. Yes. They've got such a significant role. Yeah. And so they're not just there to do the little jobs. No, they've that's got a right. really important yeah. role that we can't do mm -hmm. um, because those kids, those seven, eight-year-olds are looking to those teenagers right. as the next people to look up to. Yeah. Um, so I've loved having those teenagers on my team. Yes. They're a really, really important part of the team. <laughs> but it didn't just stop at Kids Club, did it? You know, you've... In your involvement with youth and fuel yep. and so after a couple of years of kind of getting settled I then joined the fuel team mm -hmm. um which was great fun I've loved getting to know the fueligans um on Friday nights and kind of yeah just getting alongside them joining that team just getting to know them and yeah encouraging them yeah. and seeing them step out in the things that mm -hmm. God has mm -hmm. for them we were, we had our last fuel uh, last Friday and obviously my last fuel yeah. and Jodie was just saying how you know when we first started together as the middle school girls and we do our 
our circle prayer time. We'd be like, okay, we're all going to pray. Yeah. And, you know, at first it was, thank you God for fuel. Thank you God for fuel. <laughs> thank you God for fuel. But like, we've seen them grow and yes. like, seen them stepping out and yes. being able to pray. Yeah. And like, you know, it's amazing to see them now praying confidently and oh, praying yes. for others. I and, know. Like, it's, that's part of the reason why you do these things is just yeah. being able to see God work in their lives. Yes. Um, I think that's an amazing thing, especially at Fuel, that they see that in one another as well, don't they? Do you know, it's like, yeah. I'm not the old one out, or, yeah. you know, and that support of, like, a lot of the middle school and that kind of really tricky season, and then they have that support of one another, yeah. and it's those friendships are so key, aren't they? Yeah. And that's just amazing that you've been able to be involved with yeah. that. It's one thing I'm really going to miss. <laughs> oh, so you've alluded to this may not be your permanent... Yeah, so because everything's been so easy, you've been here. There's been no ups and downs. <laughs> you've decided to take another step, <laughs> which isn't quite correct. I mean, it's been a crazy four years, really, hasn't it? it has. You know, like personally living in another country, away from family, yeah. different family things happening, and yeah, there's the cost of moving away yeah. from family when you decide to move. Throw and a pandemic in there. Throw <laughs> a pandemic Just in there. Like, you know, I've, you know. There has been lots of family things that have happened That's and right. you know the first year and a half I mm-hmm. think I actually went back every six months for yeah. one reason or another yeah. it wasn't my intention no plan. that's right um but that's just kind of what happened yeah and then my second 18 months I didn't go back at all because you couldn't yeah um, and so yeah and then the pandemic, pandemic right. came and yes. so so yeah it has been up and down yes um but, yes. So you feel year. like God has, you know, you've been involved at Kids Club, great team set up, kind of feeling like those roots loosening again. Yeah, I think last year um, just began to feel God kind of nudging me a mm-hmm. little bit and didn't quite know what it was at first. Um, before the pandemic, I was actually able to take a trip away Um and to be honest, that trip was just a vacation. It was an opportunity to go see some friends, um, an opportunity to go and ride a camel, um, <laughs> which was great. But actually, while I was there, uh, I had some quite significant conversations with people, which reminded me of my time in the classroom. Mm. And at first, I just thought I was missing the classroom. Um, but then I came back here, and it was still kind of, niggling away mm. and I think as I began to pray about it and think about it it began to become clear that maybe God was kind of nudging me out of my comfort zone of being just a TA, EA um, and maybe looking to do my teacher training. So you didn't actually say where you went? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah so I went to um, Muscat, Amman in the Middle East yes. um, and just the conversations that I had with people there, their experience of teaching mm-hmm. was very different to kind of teaching in the UK. Right. And I think that's kind of what caught my attention. Mm-hmm. I never really had a desire to teach in the UK. Right. Um, it was quite a lot. And, and also because I was involved in the church mm-hmm. in the UK, mm-hmm. doing teaching and involved in the church, just it didn't seem to work when I was there. Yeah. Um, but the way that people were talking in Muscat and their ability to teach and be involved in church life yes. and coach sports teams and 
have family life. And I was like, yeah. how can you do this? Right. Like, it just yes. seemed different. Yes. Um, so tell us a bit about Amman. Like, what kind of really drew you, do you think, to that country? Um, I was quite surprised. I didn't really have, a, have any thought or intention that that would happen. Um, I love kind of that kind of culture. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the families from my previous school right. um, were Arabic-speaking families, yeah. and so have spent a lot of time with those families. Mm-hmm. Um, doing kids club here, a lot of our kids club families here yeah. are Syrian families, mm-hmm. um, and as one family in particular that I spent a lot of time yes. with. And they have us over, and they like they've taught us how to cook Syrian food, and like are teaching us Arabic, and so there's definitely a love for that kind of culture as well. And so when we were there, it was amazing. I was actually really surprised at a how beautiful it was. Mm. Like there's mountains, there's desert, there's ocean, all in one place. Amazing, and just really felt safe. Yes. Um, going there obviously we had I had friends there I went with a friend and we did lots of exploring we explored the mountains and the desert and just felt really safe yeah and the people were so friendly and welcoming and yeah there was just something about it yeah the conversations about the school life amazing just yeah really I think God was just planting little little bits yeah (laughs) but how that starts from you know your work in England with those yeah different cultures and here yeah do you know like Fredericton is not super multicultural it is multicultural but you wouldn't kind of expect that yeah here and that God has put you in the path of, of yeah. you know so many people like it's just yeah. amazing um so like the other visa process it was completely easy <laughs> no <laughs> issues yeah so I kind of began to push a few doors yeah. and um just explored what those options might mm-hmm. be um I knew that moving to another culture is obviously a big thing and you know moving from the UK to Canada is one thing but moving to a Middle Eastern culture yes um with a whole new language is going to be a whole new ball game um so decided that I wanted to take maybe the first year a bit slower and Mm -hmm. not jump straight into a teacher training year right um so looked to do like a year as an EA first just to get back into Mm -hmm. the school system yeah because I've been away for so long and curriculum's changed and we've had a pandemic. Yes. Um, So I began to look for school jobs, Mm -hmm. um, but actually that was quite difficult. And I planned to do a trip in April, May of this year to go and look at schools and to make a few contacts. But because of COVID, I had to cancel that trip. Um, So it was looking quite difficult Mm. to do that. And... So again, I was like, oh, I'm not just not sure how this is going to happen. And so it was kind of looking like, well, maybe I'm just going to have to go back to the UK for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Jesus kind of really 180 the mm-hmm. situation. And to cut a very long story kind of short, yes. <laughs> um, a contact that we had over in Oman made contact and said, uh, I can offer you a job as a teacher wow. in my nursery. Um, and I was like, you do know I'm not a teacher. 
Um, <laughs> but yes. she yeah. knew the degree that I had. She knew that I'd got seven yeah. years classroom experience. And um, she was very willing and said, if you're willing Amazing. to kind of learn as you go, we'd be willing to wow. kind of train you as you go. Yeah. Um, and so kind of we started the process and um, I had a chat <laughs> With her on Zoom, <laughs> which was not a chat, it, no. it was an interview. Wow. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, she offered me the job. And so the paperwork for that is currently going through. Amazing. And hopefully overcoming a few yeah. uh, isolation requirements, mm -hmm. I'm looking to start on October 3rd. Mm, wow. And even, you know, just from speaking to you leading up to that process, you weren't kind of like, yeah, well, you know, what will be, you were very faithful praying seeking God do you know like asking him for the direction and the way forward and kind of some very low moments wasn't there do you know in terms of like what yeah. is, what's this going to look like you know and it's hard when you've got am I going to be in one of three countries like that's incredibly like no doesn't feel good no so, when you're living on a visa and, yes you know my visa here was job dependent right and so you know that that's limiting in itself yeah. and then but then if I go to the UK what do I do when I get yeah. it? Like, do I get a job? That's kind of tying me down for mm -hmm. a bit longer. And yeah. There's a lot of uncertainty. Yes. And waiting. And waiting. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But I think going back to that original visa story and yeah. knowing yes. God is faithful. And I remember talking to you about that. Yeah. And like reminding yourself, which was such a reminding God of you did this before and, and yeah. I feel you've said this. So and do it again. And holding on to those yeah. promises. Um, so. Great. So yeah. So good. Like honestly, Gemma, just from how um you've been so faithful and just so um joyful in all that you've been doing and so diligent and um so you've been such a blessing to us here at Christ Central we're gonna miss you terribly I'm gonna miss you oh, we're not too. gonna think about that too much <laughs> but just what the legacy that you've left and you know the imprint that you've put on so many people's lives has just been wonderful so thank you thank you thank you for taking this time Thanks so much for joining us and um, we'll see you next month and see who's in the hot seat next month. <laughs>